everyone. Welcome to New Point Community Church. Thanks for joining our podcast today. We pray that this series and this message inspires you to grow your faith and builds your relationship with Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Hello, New Point. I want to welcome each and every one of you. Those of you who are joining us online, I want to welcome you. And those of you at our locations, I want to welcome you to Sunday Fun Day. And so I want to encourage you at all of our locations to hang around and be sure to take in all the festivities and enjoy yourself and create a great moment with your kids, your grandkids, maybe your nieces and your nephews. Just have a blast. Now, today we're kicking off a brand new series called Under My Roof. And here's what we believe at New Point, and we believe it with all of our heart. What happens under your roof, what happens in your home, is more important than what happens at school and even at church. Matter of fact, any other place. You see, the home has the greatest potential to influence a child above everything else. Here's what we want to say. What happens in your home is more important than what happens anywhere else. Did you take that in? What happens in your home is more important than what happens anywhere else. That's weighty, isn't it? Man, that's, that's tough to, to swallow, but it is so, so true. And so today, I want to talk about one of the most important designs that God has created. He is a creator, and he has created many things, but probably the most important design that he's ever created is the family. And so we want to answer the question, what is the purpose of the family? Because you know and I know that there's many forces out there attempting to destroy the family today. There's a lot of voices out there that's saying, hey, you know what? The family is irrelevant. It's not necessary. It's finished. It's outdated. It's a thing of the past. But what I want to tell you today is it's not. It may be fragile. It may be injured. It may need strengthening. But I'm telling you, it's going to stay forever and ever. And the reason why is because God's the designer of it. And so what we want to do is we want to just look at what some scripture has to say about the family. And so we want to go back to the very, very beginning when God designed and created it. And we want to see what he has to say. We want to consult scripture. We want to consult the blueprint. And so let's go back to the creation and let's see what Scripture has to say about the family and what it's all about. So Genesis chapter 2 says, The Lord said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. And I, I think some scholars would say this, that God created man and he looked at man and he thought to himself, you know what? I think I can do better than that. And so he made a woman. Now, all you women should be up on your feet applauding, okay? I don't really know if that's true, but he did say this. It is not good for man to be alone, and I will make him a helper suitable for him. 
And he goes on to say this, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. Now, notice a couple of things here. First of all, the family is God's idea. It's his institution, and so it's going to be around, and it's basically the building block for society. And when you and I tamper with it, when you and I mess with it, we do it at our own extreme pearl. And then secondly, God made Adam and he put him in a perfect environment. And Adam had everything that he wanted. But God said, hey, you know what? It's not good for you to be alone. I'm gonna create a helper, someone suitable for you, because I want you to live as family. And so, what is the purpose of family? You ever thought about that? I want to help us with that today, all right? So let's look at it. A family is meant to be a refuge. It's meant to be a refuge. Why? Because you and I have storms in life. Would you agree with me? Life is not fair. Life can be rough. It rains on us. Matter of fact, sometimes we get flooded with problems. Things don't always go the way in which we planned or even prayed for. And our home needs to be a place of protection and security and stability. I love what Proverbs has to say. Reverence for God gives a man deep strength. Check this out. His children have a place of refuge and security. And so one of the things that we need to ask ourselves is this. Is my home a place of refuge? Is there safety there? Is there security there? You see, we experience storms. Your children, my children, your grandchildren. We all experience storms in life because life isn't fair. And I think those storms come in three packages. The first one is change. Change is a storm. We have illnesses. We have deaths. We have graduations, we change jobs, we move. All of that change. And yet there needs to be a place of stability. There needs to be a place of security. And that's where the family comes in. No matter what happens, I know I can come back to my family and I can find safety, I can find security, I can find stability there. Another storm is failure. Is failure. You know what? You're not always going to win in life. Have you found that? Sometimes you just flat out lose. You get turned down for the promotion. Or maybe, you know what? You don't do so well in school. Or maybe you don't make the team. You don't make the football team, the basketball team, the cheerleading team. Maybe you don't get the role in the, in the, the drama. Maybe you go bankrupt but there's all kinds of ways in which you and I fail. And so what happens is this, you can handle that, I can handle that. Our family can handle that if they have a place of refuge, if they come to a place of where they're welcomed and they're hugged and they're loved. I love what Ecclesiastes says, two are better off than one. If one of them falls down, fails, the other can help him up. But if someone is alone and falls, it's just too bad because there's no one to help him. A person 
standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Listen, family members are fans even when you and I have a losing season, even when you and I fail. They're a refuge in a time of storm. And then the third one, which might be the most difficult one, and that is rejection. Rejection. This is probably the most difficult one. Maybe you ask the girl out and she turns you down. Maybe your boyfriend breaks up with you. Because here's what I know. We all hate rejection. We all hate to be put down. We all hate to be ridiculed. We all hate to be what? Criticized. And some of the most difficult rejections that any of us have ever experienced was on the playground. It was at school, wasn't it? Because kids and students can be cruel and ruthless. And maybe some of us here today, you know what? Me just mentioning that, your mind goes all the way back to that playground. Your mind goes all the way back to the gym of where you were criticized, you were rejected, you weren't picked for the team. Or maybe an embarrassing situation where you were put down or somebody made fun of you. And if we don't have somebody to go home to who can reinforce the fact that we're valued and that we're important and that we're loved, then what happens is we struggle in life. And and, and it can have an effect on us even as adults. And some of us here today probably have experienced that. Because maybe for you, your family wasn't a place of refuge. You didn't go home to hugs. You didn't go home to somebody who embraced you, who was understanding and loving and affectionate and affirming and accepting. And so it's quite opposite. And so I don't wanna devalue the impact that maybe your family life has had on you, but here's what I want to tell you. God's intention and God's purpose was that a family would be a place of refuge, one that you could run to in times of storm, of change and failure and rejection. By the way, that's why he created the church. He gave birth to the church. The church is the family of God, and God's intent was that you and I could run to the church during times of change and failure and rejection and to be able to be welcomed and loved and affirmed. So regardless of your past, regardless of your role, whether it's a father or a mother or a brother or a sister or a daughter, we have to ask ourselves, Am I making my family a place of refuge? You see, it's everyone's responsibility. And so we have to ask ourselves the question, how can I contribute to my family, my biological family, as well as my family here at New Point, to be a place of refuge so that when people experience change and they experience failure and rejection, they know that they're loved and they're accepted. And so the family was meant to be a refuge, but also to be a school, to be a school. Now, I'm not talking about being homeschooled, okay? But if you look up the word school in the dictionary, here's what you will find out. Webster says it's a place of learning, teaching, and development. And there's no other place on earth that you will be taught and developed and trained more than in your family, whether it's intentional or unintentional. And so here's what I want all of us moms and dads to understand, and grandparents, okay? Your kids will learn more from you than anyone else. 
than anyone else. And so what we have to be able to realize is that our home is a school and that we are teaching and we're training, sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally. But we learn from everybody. I learned from my wife, Patty. Patty and I are blessed to have four kids. I learn from them, and they learn from me. And so your family is always a place of learning, of how to do things and how not to do things. The question becomes for you and me is this, what are we teaching them? You know, the family is a learning center. So it's where you learn life skills. It's where you learn how to walk and talk and take care of yourself and to make sure that, that things are in the right place. All the basic life skills are basically learned in the family, in the home. The psalmist writes it this way, may our sons in their youth be like plants that grow up strong. You see, the Bible often, Scripture often likens family to a garden. Why? Because it's a place of where people grow. They develop. They bear forth fruit. That's why Paul writes in Ephesians 6, 4, fathers, do not exasperate, do not provoke your children. Instead, bring them up in what? The training and the instruction of the Lord. And so your home, my home, your family, my family, our family should be a place of instruction and training. And so when you're training your children, you wanna make sure that you take them through three stages, okay? From parent control to self-control to ultimately God control. That's what you want, okay? You wanna train them in that. You wanna make sure that they go from parent control to self-control to God control. You see, Luke writes, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. He grew in wisdom, that's intellectual growth. He grew in stature, that's physical growth. He grew in favor with God, that's spiritual growth. And he grew in favor with man, that's social growth. And so there needs to be a time of where you're training your kids, you're teaching them over and over and over again, because that's where they're gonna develop, that's where they're going to grow. And I think there's three areas. One would be relationships. Relationships are so, 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 so important, and we learn how to relate to one another in the home, because there's a male and there's a female. So what happens is your kids are going to have the first experience with a male through you, Dad. They're gonna have their first experience through a, a, a female relationship with you, mom. And so what happens is they're gonna learn how to relate to people. And li listen to me, it's the most important skill that one can have. Because if you can't get along with people, if you can't learn to connect and relate to people, it's gonna be a long, hard life. And so what do you have to do? You have to talk out your problems. You have to work on them. You have to be honest, you have to be truthful, you have to be able to honor one another, you have to work out good relationships. You have to what? Forgive. So in relationships, you learn how to forgive at home. Mom and dad, they see how you interact with one another. And when you mess up, do you ask for forgiveness? Do you extend forgiveness? 
And so what happens is we're training them how to deal with people, how to have healthy relationships, because the first place that they're learning about relating to one another is in the home. And as you help them process the heartbreaks and the headaches of relationships, you're training them so that they can go into a world and be able to know how to do life through relationships. You see, relationships should refine them, not define them. And so don't let anyone else teach them about relationships. Don't let Facebook, okay, Twitter, Instagram, don't let movies, don't let Hollywood teach them about relationships. Another one is character, is character. And we learn about character at what? At home. Because more is caught than taught. Like father, like son. We've all heard that, right? And so you don't tell your children to always be honest. And then what happens is someone maybe comes to the door or somebody wants to connect with you and they say, hey, my dad's not home, but you are home. You just don't wanna do that because what you're doing is you're teaching them to be dishonest, and they can smell a phony a mile away. And so what happens is you're teaching them character, and character is caught more than taught. And then you have values. Values is another thing. And what I mean by values is you're teaching them what is important. What is important? Just think about what you learn at home. You learn about work, you learn about relationships, you learn about money, you learn about sex, you learn about God, you learn about people. We learn about all of these things that are important to us. There are values, and these values come through loud and clear, whether we do it intentionally or unintentionally. And so what you value, mom and dad, will shape your son or daughter's priorities more than anything that you say more than anything that you say. It's kind of like that song, maybe some of us remember, Cats in the Cradle by Cat Stevens. You see, what happens is he said he valued something, but ultimately he didn't. He didn't have time for his son. And so when his son grew up, guess what? His son didn't have time for him. Why? Because what you value sets the priorities. So be aware of your values. For a lot of people, what happens is we will say, you know what? You need to value your faith. You need to value your family. You need to value, the list can go on. But if we're honest, you know what? How we invest our time, it says, you know what? We value sports. We value school. We value success. And what happens is we can push our faith and our relationships to the side. And so what happens, moms and dads, that's why it's important that you make church a priority in your life. If you say you value it, then it has to be a priority. Otherwise, you're saying something that's not really accurate about you. And they understand that what happens is you have incongruent values. What's an incongruent value? You say something is important, but you don't prioritize it. Y'all okay on that one? And so what happens is we have to understand that there's three things that you learn in the home, relationships, character, and values. Here's what Isaiah has to say. Each generation tells 
of your faithfulness to the next. You see, the reason why this is so important, let me tell you the reason why it's so important to Patty and I, because we hope one day our kids have kids, and we want them to carry the baton onto their family as well. And so what happens is your family is basically a relay of values and of priorities, and you're handing it off. And so it's so important that you understand that your home is like a school. Moses said it like this in his day. These commandments, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. And so parents, listen, we have to evaluate what do we really value? Not what do we say, but what do we really value? Because they will determine the priorities of our kids once they leave home. What am I intentionally teaching and what am I unintentionally teaching my kids? And we have to be honest about it. Because you know what? This takes work. And am I really teaching them what I say is most important about family, about the ability to enjoy life, about the ability to to put a, a, a premium on relationship? What do I want them to know? What do I want them to really leave home with? And am I teaching them and training them and developing them in that? Let me give you a third thing about the family, and that is to have fun. A family is meant to have fun. It it, it should be something that, that you and I constantly experience in our home. Your family should be a place of fun. Now, often we abdicate this, okay? We're not intentional about having fun. But here's what I want you to know. You ready for this? God loves fun. He wants you and I to enjoy life. He wants you and I to celebrate. He wants you and I to embrace all of life. And so it should be at your home and my home and even in church, all right, to have fun. And this has to be intentional because some of us, we're not really that much fun to be around unless we're intentional. And we need to be able to have fun because life will suffocate you. It will. It will drain the life out of you. And so you need to have fun. How can we have fun? Well, look at what Ecclesiastes says. Enjoy life with your wife whom you love. And so mom, dad, do they see you having fun with one another? Do they see you laughing together and enjoying one another? Because if you don't, it won't trickle down to your kids. You won't enjoy your kids. You won't have fun with your kids. Your family won't have fun. And so if your kids don't have fun at home, if they don't have fun growing up, then when they do grow up, they won't want to come back. And so here's my my challenge to all of us as parents, all right? Yes, there's a time for training. There's a time for school. But even at school, you have recess, right? You have times of where you have fun and you just kind of let your hair down and you laugh and you embrace life. And so enjoy the family that God has given you. You see, Scripture would tell us that our children are a gift from God. They're a gift from Him and that we should celebrate them. We should enjoy them. I love what Ecclesiastes 11.8 says, People ought to enjoy every day of their lives, no matter how long they live. So you know what? In your home, in your home, you should laugh every day. 
and you need to be intentional about it. Somehow, some way, there should be a good belly laugh at your home every single day because life is hard, life is difficult, life is challenging. Solomon goes on to say, he says, I recommend having fun. This is the smartest man in the world, okay? That you, okay, that way you will experience some happiness along with all the hard work God gives you. So it's not fun being around people who don't wanna have fun, right? You see, people aren't attracted to the boring or the strife or the discomfort. You know, they, they want people who are the life of the party. And maybe you're like me, Dad. You have to work on it a little bit. But be intentional. Be intentional on that. Now, let me give you the last one. And here, here's the last one that, that families are meant to be, all right? It's to serve. To serve. Look at what it says here. Do you remember Stephenus and his family? They were first to become Christians in Greece and they are spending their lives helping and serving Christians everywhere. Wow, this is such a great example. Stephenus took charge of his family, and you know what he said? We're just not going to be consumers. We're not gonna be just consumers. You know what we're gonna be? We're gonna serve other people. No doubt in the church in Corinth, you know what they did? They served together as a family, and Jesus said, you know what, if you wanna be great, serve. I love what Martin Luther King Jr. said, everybody can be great because anybody can serve. Your kid may not be the star of the football team. Your daughter might not get the lead role in the drama. They may not be the first chair in the orchestra. And you're saying, but I want my kid to be great. I want my kid to get noticed. And you know what you do at home? You teach them how to serve one another. And God says, you know what? If you wanna be great, serve. You see, we're created to serve. And whether you're married with kids or no kids or whether you're single, you know what? This is a place where we can serve. What did I say? The church is the family of God. So it's a place of where you can serve and you can become great by serving. And so I wanna encourage you to do that. And so what's the family meant to be? It's meant to be a refuge, so, so important. It's meant to be a school of where we, we teach, okay? And, and, and we learn and we grow and we train our, our kids and one another. It's a place of fun, of laughter, of joy, a place that you can't wait to get to and experience. And it's a place to serve. It's a place to serve. I'm so excited about this series. And I can't wait for next week. And I wanna invite each and every one of you back next week because guess what we're gonna talk about? We're gonna talk about resolving conflict. Because you know what? Though a family is meant to be a place of refuge and, and, and a school and fun and serving, we're human beings, we're fallen creatures, and so we have conflict. And so we're gonna talk about how do you resolve conflict? Because if you can learn that in your home, then what happens is your kids are going to be able to have a head start on everybody else because you know and I know that life is full of what? 
conflicts. And so we're going to look at how do you resolve these conflicts in a healthy way. Now, I want to leave you with this, all right? God loves you, and I want to invite you into his family. Maybe you never had the father that you desired. Maybe your father wasn't intentional with you. Maybe he was aloof and indifferent. Well, God wants to be that perfect father, that heavenly father to you. He, he wants to be that refuge. He wants to be that, that person who leads you and trains you and develops you. He wants to be that person of where he helps you enjoy life and find meaning in serving. You see, God created the family, but for us to really experience family in the way in which he designed it, we need to know the creator. And he has made that possible through the person of Jesus Christ. And so maybe you didn't experience the family the way in which God designed it to be. But you say, I want that, I long for that. And not, not only want that and long for that, I am determined that my family's gonna be different. I want to invite you to meet the creator of the family. And you can do that through the person of Jesus. Would you pray with me? Right where you're at, you can just come to God and just say, God, as much as I know how and as much as I understand, I want to experience family life the way in which you originally designed it, where it's a place of, of safety and security and stability, where I can learn and grow and reach my potential and learn how to do life, where I can laugh and enjoy life, and where I can learn how to serve and fulfill my purpose here on planet Earth. And so I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to fill me with your spirit. I ask you that I would create an environment that is safe and stable and secure for all of those around me, whether it be in my home, or whether it would be here at New Point. And if you have prayed that prayer, would you let us know? Because we want to help you. Whether you're married, married with kids, or whether you're single, God wants you to be a part of his family and enjoy the benefits. And so, Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the family. And we ask for your help and your strength in being able to live out your truth. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to know more about us, please visit our website at newpoint.org. There you'll find past messages, parent resources, times and locations to all of our physical campuses, or you could just download our app at newpoint.org app. There you can find all those same resources just in a mobile version. We want to say thank you again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.